Hey everybody, welcome back to Grey Malkin Lane's newest Patreon episode where we get to delve deep on obscure and supporting characters, mutants, and villains. Uh, I am thrilled to be joined by a friend of the podcast, Mr. Matt Horak today. How are you, Matt? I'm good. It's so good to see you, my friend. Uh, Now, Matt is an acclaimed and wonderful artist. Uh, Matt, tell a little bit, uh, tell people a little bit about where they may know you from if they haven't heard you on the show before. Uh, I um have drawn a number of stuff mostly for marvel over the last few years starting with punisher and spider-man deadpool and i recently did a x-men unlimited infinity comic with deadpool and juggernaut and some spider bot and did some stuff for marvel scholastic recently and i also did two issues of norse mythology uh, neil gaiman's norse mythology adaptation at uh dark horse and various other bits and bobs Matt is an incredible penciler. Uh, you got to do your X-Men Unlimited story with uh, Fabian Nicieza, who I just booked on the podcast, and I'm so oh, cool. excited. Nice. <laughs> Fabian seems like just a, the greatest guy. Uh, what was it like working with Fabian? Great. I mean, it's it, it was the Infinity Comics, which are the webtoon scrolling style comics, which he's been doing for a long time, probably longer than most people. So he really had it dialed in on how those should function and kind of help me figure it out because it was the first time I'd worked on them. And also you could just tell his scripts were very professional. <laughs> Not that the scripts I've had in the past aren't, but <laughs> you just tell, you could tell he's been doing it a long time. Yeah, yeah. He uh, He's just uh, an incredible guy. Now, uh, Matt is also commissioned, or I've commissioned a piece with Matt of Sauron for my wall, who is my favorite villain. We are getting ready to go into a, uh, a an era of Sauron on my podcast where we're going to cover a bunch of his appearances <laughs> in the row. There's also a trial of Sauron coming up. Uh, so I'm super happy to uh, to put that on my wall when it arrives. I've been looking forward to it for a minute. Uh, it's so yeah. cool. Um, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> now, whenever we do these Patreon episodes, I always give my guests the kind of parameters that I set before. So more obscure villains who wouldn't qualify for a trial or lesser known mutant characters or supporting characters. Matt and I kind of went back and forth a little bit. And then we wound up with the iconic character, the Asp. I've I've been practicing my hard P. (laughs) (laughs) The Asp from the Serpent Society. Uh, Matt, tell us about your interest in this particular character. How'd we land here? Uh, I just always loved the Serpent Society. I love those characters, even though they don't, most of them aren't very well developed, but uh, I don't know. And and actually going back and looking at this, the first issue, which I guess was her first appearance. Yeah, Uncanny, the, or excuse me, Captain America 310. Yeah, with, with Cap fighting Anaconda on the cover. As soon as I pulled that up, I was like, oh, yeah, this is the issue I had. Like, I still have that copy. I have the copy I had. Yeah, yeah. And remember loving that issue and looking through it again, like, that fight with Anaconda is really great. It's like a really cool fight. Her Anaconda don't... I, I really want to do an Anaconda episode now. If I had to choose my favorite member of the Serpent Society, it's easily Anaconda, who, yeah. although we've seen her kissing boys before, she's just a lesbian icon. Yeah. <laughs> Something about that character that's just magic. But she's I love a- I love the Asp as well. Yeah. Well, that's... A, uh, so, so many of them had such cool designs. I think, I, obviously, that's what I was drawn to. But I mean, you get to make a, a snake character. You're, you're you're pretty much already ahead of the game. 
It's already going to be kind of cool. I was sitting down with my 11 year old today and talking to them about the, uh, the serpent society and they're super into like animals and conservation. So when I was like listing all the different characters, they were like, Whoa, there's like a lot of these guys. Um, I, uh, I've told them about Princess Python. She's on my wall before. I love Princess Python. Oh, yeah. All the other characters were new to them and they were asking about power sets and all the different things that they do. It was really yeah. interesting to sit down and watch it kind of through through their eyes. Yeah. Uh, now, whenever I get to delve into these characters, I'll read the issues from the perspective of those characters specifically. And Asp is a character that has not had a lot of screen time, but she's had more screen time than a lot of the other Serpent Society members. Uh, it's almost like uh, Mark Grenwald sat down one day and thought out different ideas for supervillains. There was a there was a serpent squad in a couple of previous issues, and he took mm. that concept and those characters and said, "Let you know, let's take all the snake themed villains and put them on one team." He created kind of a for profit criminal organization where you know you sign a merger, you work for a particular group, and you have like benefits, and if you get arrested, they're going to bust you out of jail. And it's like an organization that has your back. You're employed as a criminal, but you also got to be a snake-themed criminal <laughs> for these guys. The, uh, the Serpent Society is kind of phenomenal. I have very fond memories of them. And I think a lot of people at Marvel do. There's something pretty magical about this group. Uh, tell me yeah. your thoughts on the Serpent Society. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I didn't... I, I guess I always knew that's what the whole deal with them was. But to to read it now... And see that it's very like it just makes me want to see a serpent society like procedural like workplace drama or comedy whatever like an office comedy series actually kind of maybe not necessarily comedy because (laughs) they're you know that's the easy way to go and oh they're all snake characters but like in particular look flipping through those issues when basilisk and cottonmouth are killing modok it's like a horrifying panel like there and Cottonmouth was always gross with his mouth that opens up really yeah, wide yeah. like Anaconda's arms stretch and like they're all so there's like a lot of body horror to it too which is kind of fun yeah I, I pictured moments like uh you know Anaconda's just back at the office after she's like I just got back from killing Modoc and Asp fucking ate my yogurt again like yeah, just right. <laughs> And I, I guess that's kind of a Mark Grunewald thing, too, now that I think about it, because also looking through, like, at one point, Bushmaster's arms get ripped off. Yeah, yeah. And then you go even up into, like, Manwolf and stuff. There's always this element of, like, weirdness and kind of, like, isn't this kooky? But it's also really horrifying, if you think it, about it. Yeah, it really is. And Mark Grunewald loves a theme. He loves to mm-hmm. take all the characters of one theme. He has, like, all the super villains who are who are women. He mm. has all of the wolf characters in one arc. And then we got all mm. the serpent guys that he brings back again and again. He was on Captain America forever for yeah, yeah. a long, long time. Mm-hmm. So he generated a list of, of snake characters. Uh, when we first meet the Serpent Society, it's Captain America 310. It is Sidewinder who uh, is the leader. He can he has like a teleporting cloak. It is Death Adder who's the creepiest one, I think. He's got like a green face and a long tail. There is more than one of these guys in the Marvel Universe. Oh, Death Adder's the one whose arms get ripped off, I think. Maybe. No, 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 no. It was no. it was uh, it was Bushmaster. Oh, okay. 
Bushmaster's got uh, a long, like, snake body, like a literal snake body. Uh, oh, King yeah, Cobra, yeah. King Cobra, who's the recurring, like, uh, villain. He actually has fought the X-Men a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he becomes the leader of the team later. Rattler, who has, mm-hmm. like, a tail that shakes vibrations at, at stuff. Uh, there's a whole bunch of these characters. Cottonmouth, his jaw opens super wide and he gnaws through things. Uh, but the three that are most fondly remembered outside of Anaconda, I think, are Diamondback, Black Mamba, and Asp. Now, Diamondback, of course, is the one that ends up dating Captain America. She's got pink hair and she chucks diamonds at people. That's literally her whole shtick. <laughs> I don't know why she's so great, but she's so great. And then uh, Black Mamba and Asp are both mutants, uh, as well as a couple members of the Serpent Society that we'll introduce later. Uh, Black Mamba has the power to manipulate dark force and to create your greatest fantasy, which will also fucking kill you. Uh, So it'll it'll surround you with visions of whatever. There's a moment with Black Mamba in one of these issues where she gives uh, Deadpool his greatest fantasy, and it's like rubbing lotion on Captain America's back at the beach which is amazing or cable <laughs> was it was it was he rubbing out on cables back that would make more sense uh yeah in in the notes he said it said cables so. <laughs> from it cable deadpool yeah yeah that's right and then the other character uh the one we're focusing on today is the asp uh who is an egyptian mutant uh her name in the her name in the handbooks is revealed to be Cleopatra Nefertiti, which oh I have to, which I have to believe is a stage name of some kind. Uh, <laughs> we know this character is a dancer, uh, mm-hmm. probably a stripper. It would make sense to me that the Egyptian mutant girl like gives herself the name Cleopatra Nefertiti to be like enticing to white American men. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean it, it's. It's a weird thing too, reading these stories, like they're kind of ham-fisted 80s storytelling, you know, and like, okay, this is the Egyptian girl and her name's Cleopatra Nefertiti and she's a <laughs> stripper, you know, and she's got sex powers of some sort, or she shocks you or whatever, you know, but then I don't, I don't know, it all kind of works in a weird way. And like, like you said, there, you can, you can see a, a reason why it, it is that way. And I don't know. as little as there is about this character i was surprised at how interesting she was yeah yeah they uh they draw her in an interesting way they often sometimes she looks white but they often give her more of a grayish skin uh which is appropriate if you're a good colorist at least if you're not good at coloring they just look gray which is not good but yeah the uh the darker skin complexion i think is enticing she's a very sexy character uh describe Mm. her costume for us what do you like about her costume um, well, I'm, I don't know if, uh, if, um, whoops, if I can share my screen, I want, can I do that? I don't know how no. easily, but we're only recording okay. audio anyway. <laughs> well, way back, way back, let's see, when is this? I'm on my, an old blog of mine from 2010. It's on Blogspot. It's matthewhorak.blogspot.com. Okay. I was I was drawing the ham, uh, handbook of the, official handbook of the Marvel Universe Deluxe Edition, like as like a daily sketch. Okay. Thing, and so I did get to Asp, and I have I did draw Asp here, and I am oh, looking at it now. That's what I was going to share. Yeah, you'll have to send me a link later. I'd love to see yeah. it. Yeah. Um. But now I have to, I'm going to look up her regular costume because I, I think I changed it. And I drew, oh no, I drew it pretty straight straight up. It's a good costume. It's a good costume. 
So well, I wonder her first costume is a good costume. Yeah, her too, meh. <laughs> That's Paul Neary designed her, or though uh -huh. it could it could have been. I guess it would have been, huh? Paul Neary's credit is that as the artist on her first appearance, so I would yeah. assume it's Paul Neary. Yeah. Unless it was, I don't know if Ramita Senior was still the um, bullpen house art director guy and, and designing characters and stuff. I don't know. It probably was Paul Neary. I wonder so if he did Anna, Anaconda too. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me about her first costume. What does it look like? So she has a green, like snake-shaped headdress and a white, like kind of sundress almost. <laughs> Uh, like one piece dress that's low cut and uh, low cut on the chest and high cut on the hips with these crisscrossing snake shapes across the front, green ones. Like hugs her figure real tight. Yeah. Actually, coincidentally, makes an X. Oh, yeah, yeah. So she's all ready for an X Men team. <laughs> yeah. And she's got green, like um, spiraling uh, armbands and leg bands and, and green sandals. And the, the arm and leg bands look a little bit serpentine, which yeah, yeah. is fitting. And also vaguely Egyptian. Now, uh, Cleopatra, of course, is the iconic story with Mark Antony. He commits suicide and she's the queen, but she commits suicide in return. It's like very Romeo and Juliet. And mm -hmm. the way she commits suicide is by grabbing an asp and letting it bite her in the bosom. And she dies from asp that. poison. So the fact that she's named Cleopatra and also calls herself the Asp would just be wild. <laughs> Asp shows up in the first several appearances of the Serpent Society, which is very much just like snake-themed villains sitting around a table. They have like a headquarters called the Serpent Citadel. A Sidewinder, who's the leader of the team, gets most of the focus here. Even Diamondback doesn't get much of a chance to shine for a while. And uh, they're, they're in the first few appearances, they're kind of like building connections with other criminal organizations. They're like handing out business cards to Kingpin and like AIM and Hydra, like, hey, hire us. And uh, and she comes across as pretty confident. There's in, in 311, you see her meet the Kingpin. Uh, she just like introduces herself, hands him a business card and walks out. In 313, they get their first job. This is Captain America 313, and they hunt down Modoc. And this issue is kind of brutal, actually. Uh, it really is. Tell, tell me about this story. It's nuts. Well, uh, the things that jumped out to me was we see, like, um, uh, Modoc without his, like, not in his chair or whatever, like a loose <laughs> Modoc. I don't know what you would call it. He's not naked because he has a bodysuit, but he's like laying on a table and calls it to him. They like um, surprise him, ambush him when he's, I didn't, I, I can't remember what the situation was. I don't know if he was resting or something. Did you see the MODOK like claymation series last year? No, I didn't, I didn't watch it. God, it's so good. Go watch it sometime. This yeah. guy has a wild personal life. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so then they attack him and... I can't remember what else happens, but but he ends up Cottonmouth is chewing on his arm, and the I, I said Basilisk earlier, but it's Death Adder is like standing over him, and I don't know, it's 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 pretty brutal. Yeah, they hunt him down. They fight him in a mall, and Captain America tries to stop it, and uh, Princess Python runs away. She's like, "This is too fucking much for me. I got to get out of here." <laughs> We also get to see Asp use her powers for the first time here. Oh, yeah. and, uh, she she has a venom burst. And there's like a 
a zap sound effect, just Z-A-P, which isn't as effective as like Thwip or Snicked, but it still works. <laughs> uh, and she's pretty powerful. She can charge it up. She uh, she can like knock people out with this like supercharged kind of electric, what she calls her Venom Zap. It's a little like Miles Morales-y almost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think the limits of this power have really been explored very much. Uh, she seems to be a decent hand-to-hand fighter. But uh, she is a mutant, and I'm always fascinated by these mutants who are kind of ancillary to the X-Men. Mm-hmm. That have never had much to do with the team or the mutant universe of all. Although we have seen Asp in one panel on uh, on Krakoa. <laughs> really? <laughs> modern era. She shows up in one panel in one book, uh, in a Wolverine oh. comic book. So she at least is hang- hanging around on Krakoa from time to time. But they murder Modok. They kill him. And everybody yeah. gets like a million dollars for for like being part of the team. It's uh, it's pretty effective, but again, Asp is pretty ancillary. Do you enjoy this era of Captain America comics? He's like very Boy Scouty. Um, yeah, I I have a soft spot for it. I was by it, like you said, Mark Rumo was on it for so long, and I think it was one of those ones like back when I was buying these books and other books, just kind of first starting to get get into comics. Um, you know, you'd go to the the corner store and you'd buy whatever was there and so hopefully transformers and x-men were there but if they weren't <laughs> you knew captain america was always a solid read a solid <laughs> you know especially if the serpent society shows up you know because like i said i probably picked up that uh 310 with anaconda on the cover just because i saw it and was like oh that looks cool you know that might even have been the first captain america comic i read of that that run I've interviewed a number of professionals on my pod now. We're at we're at like 160 episodes or something. I don't know, not that many, 120. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've learned like one of the ways to write a really effective Captain America story is either challenging his values, you make him work for a kind of a corrupt government that's uh, mm-hmm. pushing him in a new way, or you make a story about him trying to be uh, an American for all Americans. Mm-hmm. So you you put the gay characters and the black characters and the disenfranchised characters in as the people he has to represent against more political causes. Uh, and then these things like freedom of speech get tested. The Serpent Society is an interesting group for him. But he gets a key moment with Asp that we'll talk about in a little while, like this ultimate Boy Scout guy who's like a little bit judgy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, Asp gets my favorite moment of her chronology when she has this one-on-one interaction with captain america she's also got a really interesting relationship with him because he starts dating diamondback and that's part of the reason uh mark grenwald's so well remembered is because he gave captain america like a super villainous uh who was also kind of a stripper and like a, a like yeah. a dancer to be his girlfriend and there's this idea that he's going to redeem her somehow, but she doesn't right. really want to be redeemed. It's a fascinating era in Cap comics. Uh, and she's easily my favorite female partner for Cap, like more than Sharon Carter. Yeah. Uh, she's a, she's a great, are you, are you a Diamondback fan? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was always the best one. And and it does, I think there is that fun thing of uh, contrasting, you know, Boy Scout Steve with, you know, whether it's Winter Soldier or whoever, you know, some of these other characters that are going to challenge his uh, his goody goodiness. But he's, you know, like you said, he's he's, you know, completely open minded to everyone. And, you know, he, he doesn't he just wants to help her, but he also kind of likes her. Or at least, he, at least he tries to be. I made the comparison for him recently when it comes to Captain America with mutants. 
Mm-hmm. He's like very much the guy that's on Fox News. Like, look, yes, I recognize there's a problem, but we got to give it time to sort itself out. America's a complicated place. And like, when mm-hmm. there's people dying for a cause that's not necessarily the right answer. But he seems kind yeah. of like the guy that's going to toe the Republican Party line in a lot of ways. Uh, but I love the character, too. Yeah, well, he's he's a good soldier. And uh, so he's going to do what needs to be done. And he also reminds me of, you know, older generation that like, you don't talk about your political beliefs, you know, they're personal to you. You don't say who you voted for and you go do the job that needs to be done. And, you know, we'll worry about all that after the fact or something or never, honestly, but (laughs) (laughs) it'll sort itself out in another generation. Yeah. Right. And he's just trying to be a good guy according to the values he knows, but he's also not, you know, he'll, he'll, you know, say something a little, he'll be a little preachy to ask at her place of work, but uh, he, he's not going to like, you know, smash the, the club or anything like. I mean, except he like kind of did. <laughs> well, a little bit. Yeah, I guess so. So Asp, Asp is kind of ancillary in that most of her appearances are just as a member of the Serpent Society. So anything that tends to happen to her tends to happen to the whole Serpent Society, but a little bit less so. She gets a little bit more playtime than a lot of the Serpent Society members. Uh, back in, uh, the, the, the Serpent Society goes away for a little while. They're back in Captain America 341 and 342. There are new members, Puff Adder, who is also a mutant. This guy's named uh, Gordon Fraley. He can like puff himself up to twice the size. He's a big old black guy who uh, has a kind of a crazy cool costume. I actually kind of like Puff Adder a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got Copperhead, Black Racer, and Fertilance. Uh, who might be my least favorite Serpent Society <laughs> if I'm running them through. Yeah. Uh, and so they've recruited these new snakes and uh, Viper tries a takeover of the team and she brings in even more villains. Oh, no, no, never mind. My least favorite of the team is Coach Whip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's like a platinum blonde and like a yellow bikini with a whip. Like she's nuts. <laughs> yeah. And there's a uh, boom slang and rock python. And then... Uh, Another mutant guy named Slither. This guy's named Aaron Salaman. He's a member of Magneto's replacement Brotherhood of Evil Mutants that oh. uh, introduced Peeper, Burner, and Lifter in a Captain America album uh, uh, annual. He has a, a big, long snake head. This is not a guy you see much yeah. ever. And uh, she basically tries to tell each of the separate society members, you got to submit to my leadership or I will torture you. And Asp is one of the characters that refuses. So she gets like, poisoned and strung up but uh she gets saved and like given an antidote but uh she's she stood up against the corporate takeover it's a it's a weird story the corporate takeover idea when it comes to supervillains, uh and uh madam hydra or viper is one of the craziest villains ever <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah it's it's a banana story i actually this this is another issue i had as a kid or had bought off the stands at some point Probably because the Servant Society showed up, so I just picked it up. Um, yeah, it, it, it's Asp is kind of friends with Diamondback, so she's always kind of like sort of on the same page with her and like 
trying to be good a little bit. I don't know if it's trying to be good necessarily. Or she's she's a character that is loyal to who she is loyal to. Yeah, yeah. She That's, puts yeah. her friends first, and her friends are Diamondback and uh, and Black Mamba. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of it. But she has a she has kind of a loyalty or an affinity to Sidewinder as well. Oh yeah. Uh, but she's a character. Yeah, she's. I like this sense of loyalty. It's one of the things about her. You gotta kind of read between the lines to see it. She's very independent. She mm-hmm. loves who she is and what she represents. She makes her choices because she wants to. But she's very loyal. That's one thing about her we can see very clearly. Yeah, are you yeah. a Are you a Madame Hydra fan? Yeah, I mean, I think. She's a great, um, like heavy as far as the villains go. A, a female villain that that yeah, gets yeah. that gets used a lot, and it has been like king shit a bunch of times in the Marvel universe in various stories. You know what I mean? For from running Hydra to you know taking over the Serpent Society now because two, she wants to. <laughs> two fun facts about Madame Hydra: one, she has been married to Wolverine. Oh, and, yeah right right and two she once turned ronald reagan into a snake i'm not <laughs> joking that's a real story <laughs> i like her even more <laughs> uh, ask, I, I didn't know that one. yeah yeah it's a great it's a mark grunwald story they uh they overrun the white house and her her plan is to like poison washington dc's water supply so everyone will wow. turn into snakes and among them are ronald and nancy reagan it's fantastic <laughs> Is that in this run, this story, right? It is not about? in this particular story. Oh, okay. It's a separate issue of uh, our set of issues in Captain America, but it is in the Grunwald run. It's nuts. Oh, okay. Uh, Asp has her one and only direct X-Men appearance in X-Men Annual 13, which is a Terry Austin story in 1989, where the Serpent Society has been taken over by King Cobra. Uh, she's rejoined the team. This is during like the Deviant Saga, I think it's called. And uh, Gar of the Deviants has hired the Serpent Society to seek like mystical artifacts from around the world. And the Serpent Society is divided into teams and the X-Men are divided into teams to face them. Uh, did you read this issue? It's a, it's a lot of fun. I didn't. But, uh, oh, I did. I did. I did when it came out. <laughs> i didn't reread it now i just i just pulled it up to look at it yeah it's fun i mean all of the uh, all of the characters it, it's kind of divided up into short chapters because it's like some quick team battles yeah uh, dazzler in this issue weirdly has diamondback's consciousness in her body yeah. and uh, she's with wolverine and they fight asp and uh, puff adder and boom slang and basically asp hits dazzler with a venom burst and uh, she, she says out loud, it's, it takes about four hours for my powers to wear off, which is kind of a long time. And uh, Asp decides to use a lethal blast on Wolverine. So apparently she gets a pretty significant power up if she wants to. There's variable power levels to her. Mm-hmm. But he just punches her in the face and knocks her out. And uh, <laughs> it's overall a good issue. It's fun. I always really love it when the X-Men face off with characters that they don't often fight. You know, uh, when when they're mixed in with the rest of the Marvel universe, that always makes me happy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely cool to see him uh, against the X Men. Um, do they even address that she's a mutant at all? No, it's not really even yeah. mentioned. It's kind of yeah. ancillary. There again, there's these there's these characters, Puff Adder too. There's these characters that are mutants that just don't really get talked about. Professor X never recruited them, so it's never yeah. been a big thing for them. Professor X looked into him and he's like, eh, I don't know. That's too much work. 
<laughs> that's a whole a lot of issues going on here it's interesting how some people just kind of evade that like uh that identity i don't know yeah yeah um well, oh go ahead i'm sorry there's somebody so, leaving it for somebody else to do to to deal with later or address if they want to there's always um, more characters i love that diamondback's consciousness in dazzler means her hair is pink <laughs> weirdly for some reason i'm guessing i'm just looking at the issue now and... that's uh yeah that's a different part of the story so we won't delve in that direction but it's okay. a pretty wild bold decision making yeah. uh it's, it's fun it's a fun issue though i don't love the art on this issue as much as i wish yeah. I did, but it, but it is a fun issue mike vosberg i don't know much about mike vosberg i don't either i remember the name but um maybe also primarily an inker that's quite possible yeah this is not someone i know much about yeah. i just looked him up he's 75 oh wow Still and, uh, best known for his work on the tales from the crypt tv series so now oh, we really? know <laughs> uh asp, asp shows up in 1990 in alpha flight 79 and 80 there's a weird story where land the sorcerer has summoned a bunch of villains to come up to canada and they fight alpha flight and gamma flight and the villains that come up it's a wild connection it's asp and necra who i love and mm -hmm. the scorpion from spider-man and the owl like the daredevil villain mm -hmm. owl. and there's really no point to this story it's just like a weird acts of vengeance kind of punch them out do you remember the acts of vengeance where like uh yeah a little bit yeah it's uh it's just basically the premise was like we're gonna send our heroes to fight people they don't normally fight but it's kind of the whole Lo loki and the red skull are kind of behind it mm -hmm. uh we see magneto and captain america around this time like there's a bunch of crazy crossover stuff it's fun hmm. yeah i'm looking at this now uh john calamy i don't know idea who that is looks like steve rude a little bit the art yeah, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting. Again, it's 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 got a bunch of characters in it that I like. I like Necker and I love the Owl. Weirdly, he's a character I'm fond of, <laughs> uh, although he's nonsense. I uh, I have a bunch of profiles up on the Marvel Appendix, and the characters I love most tend to get profiles by me. And both Necra and Owl have profiles by me on that site. Nice. I like these characters a lot. Uh, okay, this is the one we got to slow down to talk about for just a minute. It's Captain America okay. number three sixty nine uh asp is working there's posters on the front window that advertise that she is employed as a stripper it says a dancer but it's it's pretty yeah. apparent to me that she's stripping uh and uh she's working at the pink flamingo lounge and she's hanging out in her dressing room and what happens <laughs> uh cap comes in to talk to her what um why uh why was he going to talk to her? He's, he's looking for Diamondback. He just wants to know oh, where right. she is. Like, give me your phone number or something. I want to know where Diamondback is. So this is <laughs> this is a white man bursting into a strip club <laughs> to rough up a stripper and say, give me my girlfriend's phone number. She won't yeah. answer calls. It's it's kind of an uncomfortable Captain America story. Yeah. And then and then he he slut shames her as he leaves. Uh-huh. Yeah. He yeah. uh when he enters of course she's like freaked out and she shoots a venom blast at him which of course she, she's in her dressing yeah. room she's changing in her dressing room and uh, he's like calm down i'm just here to talk and she tries to like escape with a backflip and he fucking knocks her down with his shield so he literally <laughs> assaults her and uh and this line when you give the egyptianness of it is very uncomfortable cap says I'd, I thought my rep as a man of my word was known even to shady ladies like you. Oh, yeah. 
which seems to mean like you're on the you know lesser side of my moral code or perhaps yeah. on the wrong side of the law but the the word shady implies a reference to skin color which makes me right. really uncomfortable I mean, uh, then he pins her against the wall because she tries to fire at him again and he's like okay force it is which again is yeah. a very uncomfortable captain america moment all right well now now me kind of trying to see his side of it feels feels bad yeah he he <laughs> just wasn't thinking things through and he escalated it real hard yeah uh, asp agrees to give diamond back cap's number which is the right move here like i'll give her your number she can call you if she wants but right. then instead of leaving he turns around and uh steve says wait there's one more thing why do you degrade yourself by dancing in this sort of place? Surely a woman with your talents can do better for herself. And this is my favorite Asp moment of all time. And there's not a lot of great ones, but she, this <laughs> defines her character for me. She turns around and says, for your information, Captain, what I do is an art form. I like what I do. It's fun to see men slobber. And on top of that, it's great exercise. Is that okay with you, Mr. High and Mighty? And he says, it's a free country. And he walks out. Oof. Tell me about this scene. It's it's iconic to me. Yeah, I mean it's 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 pretty great the way it's handled, and uh, I I do love that he does he does just say it's a free country and leave like he just left. I I just had to. It's kind of I had to say something. It's the right thing to do that I had to say something, and she's just not phased by it in the slightest. And I suppose she's, she's been dealing with that her whole life, you know, as a mutant, as a woman, as a mm -hmm. woman of color, as a stripper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I uh, there's something when writers capture it correctly, there's something about like Steve Rogers that's just trapped in 1940. Right, right. And like uh, when you can play up that part of his character this effectively, I think it's really brilliant. Mm -hmm. um, as he leaves the club, he's on a phone call and. He basically admits, I saw Asp's picture on the art uh, on the marquee, and I recognized her. And uh, he calls the area of town the Sleaze District. <laughs> and on the poster in the background, Asp is like topless with her arm over her breasts, and it's like featuring the Temptress, which is amazing. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I, you, I, you're a married man with a kid. You can talk about mm -hmm. this or not. I am not a person who has frequented strip clubs, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I am a therapist and I've done therapy for strippers and every stripper I've ever known has been like a strong, independent person who does it because they like it and they make really good money at it. But yeah. also they don't like sleazy guys very much. <laughs> right. I mean, it seems like a hard job. Uh, I I would never want. I never liked them. I don't like the vibe of them. I've been to strip clubs a handful of times, mostly for bachelor parties and stuff like that. It's not something I was ever a fan of. Um, but you know, hey, it's a free country, right? <laughs> you sound like Captain America. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but I also am not going to like lecture someone about it but i but to what you were saying earlier i do love that that is that like he's trapped in the 40s and this whole time you know he knows i know i shouldn't be like chasing diamond back down because i don't own her this is a modern time you know you know back in the 40s you know basically they'd help him chase down his girlfriend if <laughs> the police or whoever you know be totally within his rights to say get back home woman you know but he knows that it can't be that way anymore, but he just can't help himself. I got to say something, you know? And it's I know just... there are 
I know there are a lot of writers who the characters kind of dictate the story. Uh, yeah. And I, I imagine that's kind of what Mark Grunwald here like went through here as he's exploring these characters and Diamondbacks like the girl on the wrong side of the law that Cap falls for. And it's a yeah. it's a fascinating combination. And Asp is her best friend. So yeah. like her next series of appearances are all kind of in a supportive role to Diamondback. Uh, Captain America 371 is a great issue. I really, I really enjoy this issue. Uh, Diamondback is on a date with Cap and Asp, Anaconda and Black Mamba are determined to make sure the date goes well. It's like a very like sitcom feel to mm-hmm. it. Uh, they're like just defeating supervillains right off panel so that Cap and Diamondback can keep their date going. They fight the Gamecock, which is the worst name mm-hmm. in comic books. <laughs> Um, they uh, they fight a guy called the Trump, which is also a very unfortunate name so strange, given yeah. <laughs> given our era these days. Uh, they fight pound cakes and jackhammer. These <laughs> these so are so many, so many bananas characters just show up in in this run. In Mark Grenwald's run, I've I've shared this on the pod before. I've read an interview with him before that said he didn't want to create any new villains because Marvel had so many underutilized Mm. villains. And so he was just bringing up all these people. Uh, Mm. Did you enjoy this issue? The the behind the scenes dating? (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty pretty good. I always liked these. These are like the X-Men issues I liked too, you know, when the, the, the one with nightcrawler and wolverine and colossus go to the bar and end up getting in a fight with juggernaut like yes i kind of kind of i mean this isn't really a bottle episode because they go to different places but it's it's sort of yeah it's a little um sidestep from the the regular goings on of the book you know um so yeah it was fun it's it, it, it like you said a little sitcom kind of thing it's pretty good i i you know i i wish I wish Asp did something. <laughs> I mean, she gets to zap the Gangcock. Gangcock yeah, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, uh, I, I've drawn Gamecock in a one single panel of a Spider-Man Deadpool. When they were on their road trip and there was different shots of different states where they went and fought some villain. And that was one of the ones Robbie Thompson put in. That's amazing. Yeah. We'll do a Gamecock episode another time. <laughs> But we'll presume this is a guy that hangs out in a lot of strip clubs. <laughs> yeah, right. Probably. Well, yeah. With like you were saying about making sure you we pronounce the P on ASP. ASP. Yes. We'll just, I'll we'll just have me back anytime you talk about someone with a difficult name. That... <laughs> I mean, Gamecock. We don't need to talk about Gamecock. No. But Gamecock yeah. is uh, it's it's uh, off the idea of like roosters that have to fight each yeah. other. That's what a Gamecock is. Yes. But he's a person of color and it's not a, it's a little bit racist. <laughs> this is not a great character. Uh, right yeah. after this, we got Captain America 380 through 382. Diamondback is captured by the Serpent Society and uh, they're pissed at her for dating Captain America. And they're like, you either have to give us intel or we're going to execute you. And they hold like a public vote among the team. And uh, like, are we going to kill her or not? And of course, Asp uh, uh, does not vote to kill Diamondback. And she ends up getting in trouble for it. And uh, when they try to betray, Asp and Black Mamba also get captured. They get strung up from the ceiling by their arms. And uh, then they are poisoned again. This is not a team like that you want to mess with. If you are in the team, you are in the team or they will murder yeah. you for trying to leave. 
uh eventually they get rescued and captain america is involved and we get to see again a very strong willfulness and a very strong loyalty like asp is extremely loyal to her friends to the point where she will face death or like face oppression she has no problem joining a supervillain team or being a criminal she has no problem fighting superheroes but when it comes to her friends like do not get in the way of her and her friends uh and that's maybe my favorite thing about this character her willfulness and her independence uh, any thoughts on this uh this like quick sequence um I, it, it just again kind of makes besides besides just their cool characters named after snakes i think the whole serpent society like business of of bad guys and the like they hate they just don't get along with their co-workers and just don't agree with the direction of the company and it manifests itself in being poisoned and strung up. <laughs> oh my God, I want to write like an office comedy about the serpent society yeah. so bad. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> with some superpowers mixed in. There's also a lot of misogyny behind the scenes with the serpent society. The boss yeah. is always sleeping with one or two of the girls. Like yeah. the girls are flirting with the boss to try to get what they want. And Coach Whip, Coach Whip is like the biggest skank in comics I've ever seen. <laughs> so gross. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I and and talked about too uh, Sidewinder and the whole like King Cobra Sidewinder like battle for leadership of the uh, of the Serpent Society, and I like that Sidewinder is a, a bald guy with a mustache too, which is kind of amazing. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, him is is just basically king cobra and coach with just coming in there and, and ruining this good thing he was trying to build to help everybody out we're all gonna you know we're gonna unionize with, with madam hydra it was like a corporate takeover but with uh with uh uh king cobra it's more like uh uh what's the right term for this uh like an uprising of power uh yeah there's a term for that uh, that I can't think of. Like right. a coup? Just a yeah, coup. yeah, like a coup. Yeah. Like he, he's trying to yeah. steal the the leadership and he's not a great leader. Sidewinder was a very like business oriented. I take care of my own. Yeah, leader. Yeah. King Cobra is like, you do, the, you do what I fucking say when I say it or I will kill right. you. Uh, mm -hmm. If Sidewinder had to make a tough call, it was for the good of the business where King Cobra is like, yeah i'm the ultimate dictator uh he's 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 not he's a creep i like this character but he's creepy. there's there's you could maybe not like we were talking about a, doing something like a um, procedural workplace maybe not a comedy something like sopranos or the wire sure you know, sure society where because it's similar thing playing out with the new gang bosses not a good businessman but he's absolutely lethal and psychotic and all the other people that work there <laughs> are like, this is bad. You guys, this is bad. We got to do something about this. And, that well, and King Cobra's shtick is that he like wraps his legs around you and squeezes real tight. <laughs> <laughs> He's creepy, man. He's also yeah. got a weird relationship with Mr. Hyde, who is another Marvel villain that I love. Mm. Uh, mm. They, they're, they're, they're like a weird like Abbott and Costello kind of buddy comedy. That's the two really? of them as they commit crimes. Uh, okay, okay. So uh, Asp shows up uh, in Captain America 385 through 387. This is Mark Bagley art. It's gorgeous. These are in the second stories. Uh, the girls have teamed up with, with Paladin and he's super misogynistic. But they're totally willing to flirt with him because he has a ton of cash and he's like putting them up in fancy <laughs> hotel rooms and mm -hmm. they kind of deal with him for a while. He's around for a minute. And the three of them, uh, Black Mamba, Asp, and Diamondback, 
decide to form their own organization, like not the not the Serpent Society, but instead they're going to call themselves what? Oh, bad girls? The bad girls. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the first initials of their name, B period, A period, D period, the bad girls. Which I was just... trying to figure out what the BAD was. I can't believe I didn't realize. <laughs> Black Mamba asked Diamondback. It's, uh, oh, it's the bad girls. I love this, but they changed their costumes and I hate, hate Asuka's yeah. costume here. She, yeah, she like cuts her cool. hair. It's like a cute little bob, but I prefer it long. But she's yeah. got this like, collared green skin tight suit that like goes over her legs and arms like a white bodice white boots white gloves and like a little domino mask and it's yeah. i don't know do you have thoughts on this costume the, the original is so much better no the original is really good and i mean yeah i don't i don't think there's anything wrong with the other one so I'm gonna cover I'm gonna cover what happens to them uh, very quickly. This is this is a big story and a, there's a lot of crazy cool moments in it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it asp focused. So they're the bad girls. They're in their new costumes. They go back to Diamondback's apartment and they're hungry. And Black Mom is like, "I'll make us some mac and cheese because it's literally all I know how to make," which is amazing. <laughs> Own, and i love black mamba and then yeah. anaconda crashes a ship into the house and rock python who's one of the serpent society uh attacks and they buy they bind up asp's hands and they grab her by the neck and they like take her back to modom who's like a lady version of modok that's a whole nother episode for another time but mm -hmm. uh, the serpent society is getting re revenge but modom saves them because she's working for like the ultimate feminist supervillain superior who is a uh, a really powerful like super scientist who's forming an island nation just for super powered women and her big plot is to sterilize the planet so that men can no longer uh have children because she wants like girls to be in charge and there are several issues of just like every Marvel supervillain. There's a bunch of like X characters thrown into here, including I think like uh, like Frenzy and Vertigo. And there's a bunch of like characters that are just hanging out. There's like sitting by the pool. There's like a part where they have like a power pageant and all the women are like showing their powers off. And uh, it's, it's just kind of crazy. This whole run, it's called the Superior Stratagem. If you've never read it, it's kind of insane. It's a really interesting uh, section and it's early 90s. Um, Rachel and, well, Diamondback and Asp and Black Mamba are hanging out a bunch. And uh, there's a moment where Diamondback gets thrown over the side of a boat and nearly drowns uh, in a fight with an old villain of hers called Snapdragon, who's like an old character who fought the Black Widow way back in the day. And uh, there's a lot of story about Asp and, and Black Mamba like worrying about this like near-death experience that she had. And then Captain America and Paladin land on the boat and all the girls attack them. And then Superior plans to turn them into women. She like throws them in these like tanks and starts pumping them full of estrogen because <laughs> she wants to turn Captain America and Paladin into villains. And uh... <laughs> God, this is a wild story. I haven't reviewed this in a long time. And uh, when the women start to realize that Superior wants to sterilize men, they're like, oh no, this isn't gonna work for us because yeah. they like their men. And uh, right. they, they turn against Superior and then they free Captain America and Paladin and Asp and Black Mamba give the men their uniforms. And so we get this iconic image of Captain America walking around in Asp's costume 
And Asp is wearing like the costume of a guard. And good lord, it's just so much. Eventually, Superior is defeated and they have to change costumes again. And Asp escapes by wearing this bizarre character who's never really shown up much uh, called the Ice Princess. She wears her costume to get out of there. It's a it's a crazy story. And in the end, we get a moment in Captain America 393 where Captain America admits that Black Mamba and Asp, like he had the wrong idea about them. And he's like, mm. listen, I'll help you clean up your criminal records if you want, because you're clearly good people. And they're like, oh, my God, going straight sounds so boring. We're just going to hang out with Paladin in his hotel room. Leave us alone. <laughs> like, that's kind of where the story wraps up. Uh, tell me your thoughts on the superior stratagem. I mean, it, it, I don't know if you mentioned that it all takes place on a cruise ship. Too. Yeah, it's on a yacht. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's wild. I, it looks like so much fun to draw i don't particularly care for this art it is like mid 90s kind of style art but if there's so and i also agree with you that these these new costumes for them are, are so not great although if cap had to wear asps original costume it would have been <laughs> <laughs> at least this has pants and stuff i am or, super into that that storyline <laughs> yeah right it would have even been even better i mean but why why are they wearing their costumes they had to fit in and so like Cap captain america and paladin are like if we're wearing these women's costumes then they're just going to think we're really overdeveloped women there's even a line where they're like because they're like big burly men, there's even a line where they're like, if you're wearing our costumes, you won't look that much different than Anaconda, which is kind of amazing. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, it would have been so much more effective if they had their regular costumes. That's uh, 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 whatever. Comics logic, I guess. Whatever. These are clearly, these are clearly like very stretchy costumes. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you, there is also the Paladin and cap are in their briefs at a certain point which implies that captain america wears underpants tights then underpants on top of it. <laughs> i mean i didn't assume he was going commando in there but that does clear yeah. up the question it's true little, little tidy whitey action mm -hmm. <laughs> i mean would you it, i mean captain america's for sure wearing tidy whiteys that yeah yeah that makes absolutely or like stars and stripes boxers <laughs> Yeah, maybe or maybe maga okay. boxers <laughs> oh man no come on cap's not maga i don't think no i don't think so either except well, sometimes maybe uh because he's because he's the guy that's got to unite both parties so he can't take a side right right, right. exactly he, um, doesn't talk, he doesn't talk about his own politics <laughs> he stands for the nation for the the, the symbol i mean ideally <laughs> Uh, Captain America 394-397 Asp shows up again in like the part two stories another new costume this one's more like green bathing suit with like white snakes on it so it's fine but her original yeah. is still the best and she's back to that yeah. soon and basically they're checking in on Rachel and they learn like Snapdragon was behind it so they go hunt down Snapdragon at the bar with no name and they fight a bunch of like a bunch of like female supervillains again and superiors after them and they end up meeting a character named impala who's like a black african woman with like long battle staves kind of like mockingbird style but she's like a great gymnast who can use these weapons i like this character impala who's never really appeared outside 
of Captain America. Mm-hmm. And uh, Impala ends up joining the bad girls. Uh, so maybe they're the like I bad girls now. <laughs> the... <laughs> Baddie girls. Baddie girls, the beyond girls. <laughs> you said 397, right? Yeah, yeah. Three well, 394 through 397. It's all the oh, backup okay. stories. Oh, right, right. And uh, uh they they basically they're trying to go after Snapdragon, but the story never really there's not much of a payoff because she doesn't show up. She shows up like at the AIM Weapons Expo, and then she's gone for ten years. We don't see Asp for ten full years in the comic books until like two thousand four. Wow. She's gone for a long time. She took a desk job at some <laughs> criminal organization. Well, this is an era of comics. It's like Robert Kirkman's Captain America. Uh, he just took over from another writer, and he's trying to bring like a bunch of classic Cap villains back all at once. And he brings the Serpent Society in with Asp as part of the team. And like they fight Cap. And there's a Diamondback that's really an LMD that's part of another plot. It's not really a crucial storyline. But then we get maybe my favorite Asp story outside of the stripper storyline we covered earlier. Uh, And that's in the Cable Deadpool uh, era. Did you get to read these issues, the Cable Deadpool 20 through 23? I didn't get a chance to read them, but I kind of flipped through them a little bit yeah they're great it's patrick zercher and he makes these women so hot it's uh it's phenomenal the this story arc is called the bosom buddies and this is uh this is a deadpool cable bro like bromance buddy story Mm -hmm. where there's a bunch of characters after this like secret hard drive made by something called the dominus corporation and you get uh you get luke cage and iron fist and weasel deadpool cable are there obviously the cat comes into it like the martial artist guy mm-hmm. and the girls are looking fucking hot they look so great there's a there's a cover image of the three of them like asps booty is popping like <laughs> they look really good here what are your thoughts on patch Zercher's art here he looks they look amazing uh it's all right i wish i wish they were in their regular costumes though these are like overly designed kind of uh 90s costume and asp has a boob window too i think <laughs> but at least it's a little closer to her original yeah, it's clearly inspired by the original one and and kind of trying to do a little more like edgy, you know, that when everyone's costume got a little more realistic and edgy and started having piping and all kinds of other details and stuff. So I don't know. I, I, I would love to see the original the original costumes, but whatever. I, is, I'm always that way. Is a Deadpool story hard to draw where you're mixing in a lot of comedic moments into like the crazy bloody action? It seems challenging. Not for me. I like comedy. I think I take to it pretty easily. Um, I, I, you know, and so much of comics, like storytelling is about timing anyway. So I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of like that. And then I also like extremely violent well less so now that i'm a dad but i've certainly (laughs) growing up you know like dead alive like a movie that is a slapstick gore movie or brain dead whatever peter jackson's zombie movie i don't know if you've ever seen it i have not seen that particular one oh yeah Uh, but i love slapstick comedy and i love a lot of deadpool there's a moment in this run with the bad girls where deadpool drops his pants and they're like oh my god why are you wearing yellow panties and there's like little moments like that with Deadpool are so funny. The 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 yeah. moment we referenced earlier where his greatest wish is to rub suntan oil into cables yeah, back yeah. on the beach. Like that kind of stuff is fantastic. But it seems yeah. like a challenge to work in. The the bloody horror like mixed with the comedy. I, I'm always yeah. impressed when writers can do that effectively and, and especially artists. Yeah. 
I, you know, I, I, I like, I like going for a, a gross out gag once in a while, even so. <laughs> um, basically, Asp, that's kind of her last big story. She's got a, kind of some crazy stuff that's happened. Uh, when the when the initiative took place, the fifty states initiative, where they were putting a superhero team in every state, mm-hmm. she was part of. Uh, they were recruiting supervillains for a while. She was part of a team called the Women Warriors, and they were the state heroes of Delaware, which is <laughs> which is itself amazing. And on yeah. her team, uh, on her team was Quicksand and Skeen. Uh, Skeen's another great character, another mutant character who uh, deserves a whole Patreon episode. I love this character. Uh, Diamondback and Black Mamba are with her, of course. Uh, and she's in a bunch of those issues. Uh, she's part of the Serpent Society and like another team called Serpent Solutions. She's in a couple crowd scenes. Uh, there's a great moment in Fantastic Four, volume six, number five, where the Serpent Society women all attack the Fantastic Four at the Thing's bachelor party and they hide inside of cakes <laughs> and pop out of them. And uh, really, there's just not a lot that happens, uh, except, you know, she calls out Captain America sad once, which is kind of funny. There's another moment in a Gambit issue where she's like, oh, how come Gambit never puts me in handcuffs? Like, she gets a couple <laughs> moments of being a little bit horny, but mostly yeah. she doesn't really have much to do in the last uh, lengthy while. Uh, she is on Krakoa in one panel in the most recent volume of Benjamin Percy's Wolverine, number 17 but it's kind of ancillary background. She's hanging out in the Green Lagoon. Mm-hmm. And then there's a wild story in Jason Aaron's Avengers series. This is her most recent appearance. Avengers, I think it's volume eight, number 55, where mm-hmm. the Serpent Society all gets powered up by Mephisto and the Avengers have to kick their asses. And they're like killing people and like blood sacrifices. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this character though... What is it as as we kind of research and talk about her history? What is it about that stands out to you? What are what do you love about Asp? That it's just just kind of that classic. I don't know, maybe not classic, but a a kind of you know a, a villain. You know, in 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 the heading underneath her name, it says villain, but she clearly has her own motivations and reasons for doing things and it's it's you know an easy character to kind of play both sides with you know what i mean and she can stand on her own and isn't just another snake (laughs) her um her stripper side like Uh her independent willful like i like dance and turn men on side i think there's so much to play with uh her loyalty to other women I think is often something we don't get from villainous women, mm-hmm. women that are very loyal to their friends. Uh, I like this about all three of, you know, Diamondback. Diamondback, of course, was part of Domino's posse when Gail Simone wrote the Domino and the Outlaws books. Uh, we got to see some Diamondback there. I almost wish Asp would have shown up there a little bit. Yeah. But uh, I yeah, like her. I, the, she's definitely the kind of character that would fit in on some of those kind of stories some of those but domino same kind of thing not really you know technically a villain but you know to her I own would, i would love her in a team book i would love yeah. to lean in hard to her kind of egyptian upbringing uh the idea that her name is a stage name for example the cleopatra mm-hmm. nefertiti 
Uh, I think she has a cool power set and her costume is kind of unlike anybody else's. I think there's a lot you could do with this character. Yeah. Uh, I like her a lot, actually. Definitely. I, I, like I said, I mean, I mean maybe, maybe selfishly, I want to see the, uh, the, the procedural Serpent Society. <laughs> I don't know if we can go back to it now with all, everything that's happened that business is a business is that business name is too tainted for anyone to do anything with <laughs> um black mamba was uh a, one of the original kind of serpent squad teammates like her first appearance is in marvel 2 in 164 but asp gets added later and i love that mark renwald mm. ties in these characters together because asp and diamondback out there start at the same time diamondback has had a lot mm. of chance to shine Asp, we've mm. never gotten that key story that makes her really stand out. Yeah. Uh, but again, she gets a lot more airtime than some of the Serpent Society members. Fucking Coach Whip and Black Racer and so many of these other guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Boom it, Slang, for, God, for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, um, the bad girls thing, also, I could just see something of them trying again to start a business meaning Black Mamba and Asp and maybe Diamondback and you know people would be like oh weren't you guys the snake chicks and like oh god no oh no it was the bad girls right and they're like oh god no oh my uh, god I want them I kind of want them in a Jessica Jones book that would kind of yeah, yeah 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 something like that would be great too it, it's it again I, it's surprising how much how much character is there with how little appearances she's really had yeah yeah or or a lot of appearances but only very little airtime yeah, there's yeah. also there's also that story where she's put on the team and given a chance to discover her heroism right and like really shine and mm. you learn how to do variable things with her powers because i a rogue is a perfect example of this in the x-men she's like this throwaway villain character who gets brought into the team after one or two appearances and becomes uh, like just a, a fan favorite forevermore you know mm -hmm. i think uh, i think if asp has those moments she's a character that has enough there to really give her the opportunity to be uh, a beloved character yeah. uh, i will forever associate her with you now my friend <laughs> oh thanks <laughs> i'll take that um, I, I, I do love I do love the handbook too, uh, which Mark Grunwald obviously had a huge handle in a hand in, and you can just see it in his run. I, I wrote a couple other things, not to go back to this, but it is where she started from. But that run, just all the different stuff that comes in there, you know, with the flag smasher and the nomad stuff and madcaps yeah. there, and then. And then the Serpent Society's there and, and all his different girlfriends. And it's also where uh, he just started drawing comic books for a living. Like, yeah, Steve Rogers, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just amazing where he would, It's and it's kind of that old style. And some, some people still do it now, but it's harder because you don't have as long a runs, but where he's just like throwing out all this stuff, but he keeps playing with it. And it, it doesn't necessarily get abandoned all the time. I'm sure some things did, but... But it's interesting how much of it he actually plays out. Like, for instance, introducing Impala, and then she ends up joining the bad girls and, yeah. and stuff like that. The other thing, uh, kind of relating to uh, Cap's old-timey vibe, I just wrote down some of uh, when Constrictor comes in to meet with the Serpent Society. Yes. 
the the names he call he calls them rummies, jerks, bozos, losers, neverwers, and chumps. Is <laughs> <laughs> also a thing that kind of goes along the whole Grunwald run, and 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 is in caps like whole aw shucks demeanor or whatever. I guarantee nearly every X-Men fan has probably never even heard of Constrictor, but he has a weird history with Sabretooth of all. Yeah, characters. yeah. Yeah, these are these are characters that have just been all over the place. Uh and yeah, Grenwald Grenwald was given a lot of room to explore concepts. This is an era of con- uh, comics where I mean, this is a man who had a 100 issues on the same title, you know, yeah, type of era. It's just not something that you uh, see very often. I think the most recent was like Dan Slott on Spider-Man, right? We, mm-hmm. we just don't see this very often. Uh, yeah. Well, my friend, this has been wonderful. Thank you for delving deep into this character with me. I love yeah. her. I think she's incredible. Yeah. Um, I uh, I want more. I want to go write a story about her now. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm, it makes me want to try and pull together a serpent society pitch i don't know what their status i guess the most recent thing is is this avengers thing so i don't know if they're supernatural yeah. villains now you can just blame that on mephisto and then they're off yeah, that's true <laughs> that's true just mephisto fuckery <laughs> mephisto yeah. jason aaron's doing crazy stuff he's got like a He's got like an extra dimensional team of Mephistos all yeah. fighting the event. It's nuts. Like what he's doing at Avengers right now is crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, my friend, recognizing we're putting this episode out right before the holidays. We're going to put it out uh, actually right after, excuse me. Uh, uh, we'll drop it right after Christmas Day. Uh, is there anything you want to plug? Where can people find you online and anything you want to talk about as far as stuff you got coming out? Um, Instagram is probably the best place. Horak, at Horak Matt um uh i have a recently came out was that i did most of the layouts for the new miles morales marvel scholastic book stranger tides oh yay yeah so the the majority of the layouts were mine and i did some fill-in pages on the captain america scholastic book that came out my infinity comics are on the the unlimited app and there will be other stuff next year that isn't i can't it's really say to what it is at this moment <laughs> well i can't wait to see it i love your pencils i think you are uh just a phenomenal person i'm uh i'm so Thank happy you. to have spent this time with you my friend yeah, um and lane you can find grandma and pp like podcast on twitter grandma and underscore land on instagram i keep my own social media private because i got kiddos uh the next episode after this assuming the production schedule all works out sometimes in the holidays things get rescheduled but mm-hmm. uh i'm gonna be with my friend noel reed uh who uh is the host of the x-men unraveled podcast and we're gonna delve deep into the mystery of magda uh the estranged wife of magneto who used to be scarlet witch and quicksilver's mom but kind of isn't anymore <laughs> we got some crazy things to talk about and yeah. uh the episode of the good podcast- luck <laughs> Yeah, I did all my research. I'm ready. Uh, And the episode of the podcast we're putting out around this time as well is a crazy holiday episode, which is going to feature my husband and children recording with me for the first time. Uh, We delve deep. uh, Matt, I'll tell you this live. We recorded it earlier today. We delve deep into Marvel Holiday Special 1991, which includes uh, uh, X-Men parody Christmas Carol songs. Uh, one of them is uh, the it's to the tune of Vogue by Madonna, but it's called Rogue. And I literally recorded <laughs> I recorded a music video. Today. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, wow. you're, you're welcome, listeners. 
That sounds awesome. I always love the holiday specials. I, I wonder, I'm going to have to look it up. You said 91? Uh, yeah, the very first holiday special, 1991. They fight Santa Claus. Well, excuse me. They fight the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. And then Santa Claus shows up and turns the Brotherhood into action figures. It's a, it's a real stupid story. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Art, Art Adams cover. I have that comic. Yep it's, yep. it's amazing how much I don't remember anymore until I look at it. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. So much, uh, so much I don't remember till I review it for this podcast, and now yeah, it's yeah. forever in my brain, cemented. <laughs> like I said, I didn't, I didn't even realize that Asp's first appearance was an issue I had back in the day. Like, I yeah, Miss Cleopatra Nefertiti herself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Mister Horak, thank you so much. Happy holidays, my friend. You too. Thank you. Okay, have a great night, Matt. Bye bye.